G'day and welcome back to another Well Workplaces podcast. I'm here with Dr. Natalie Flat. Nat, how are you? I'm okay, Tom. I've actually had a restful sleep. <laughs> oh, lovely. I'm an absolute sloth, to be honest. I, I love napping. My wife always catches me at about two o'clock or three o'clock on a Saturday. I'm half asleep on the couch for a good 15 minutes. I can go to sleep really fast as well. I don't mean to rub that in for anyone who's listening or wanting to get a bit more out of today's podcast and not just listening to me boast about how good a sleep I am. But um, Nat, I was pretty interested to note that around two out of five Australians struggle with sleep on a regular basis. I'm, I'm assuming that includes getting to sleep and also staying asleep. I worked that out to be about 10.3 million Australians not napping to that recommended seven to nine hours it's obviously a big problem just happens to be not that much for me yeah it sounds like it's affecting a lot of people and it kind of makes sense why we know rest and recovery is really important for our performance sleep plays a huge role there yeah i'm Interested today to get your perspective from a clinical psychologist perspective as to people coming to you and they're maybe anxious or they're stressed. No doubt sleep comes into your discussion at some point. When it gets to, you know, how the F do I get to sleep, Nat? Where do you go with that sort of discussion? There's, there's so many places to start and I think out there there's so much to do. So that's probably a really beneficial kind of, I just want to put that out there that we all know mm. that we can really struggle with sleep. And that can actually be that cyclical feeling that we're, we're anxious when we try and get to sleep and we actually can't get to sleep because we're anxious or we're stressed or we've got a lot of things on our mind. Like it can then connect to so many other areas, that inability to focus the next day. We're looking at other mental health issues. We're seeing a lot of insomnia, but yeah, a lot of depression, anxiety, even ADHD. On average, it's interesting you said that 10.3 million Australians aren't getting enough sleep, 40% of Australians are getting less than seven hours a night sleep and around 15% of us only wake up feeling refreshed. And I know mm. that there's definitely, that's an area that if I was to look at that 15% of us wake up feeling refreshed, that's an interesting one because I might be able to be like a bit like you, Tom, and, and when I do my proper sleep hygiene at night, which we'll go on to a minute, doesn't necessarily always mean that I'm waking up refreshed. So there's something else still at play there. And we're looking at even just the statistics moving forward and even the last century, I know that sounds quite a lot, but that the children are on average losing 85 minutes of sleep a night. That's, that's um, a lot. And we're yeah. not even talking about quality sleep here. That's a different thing that we might, the sleep foundations really bang into. Like seven to nine hours of sleep. You want to break it down, especially when we go into sleep clinics. You know, they actually break down the sleep stages, which we won't go into today. But it's quite fascinating that we even need to go, well, what's actual sleep and what's versus quality sleep as well. But we're looking at 40% get less than seven hours. Gosh, only knows how much actual quality sleep that is. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really interesting with the, with the kids, and that kind of does make sense if you're looking at it over a whole century. And the whole point of waking up refreshed, I'll probably re-clarify. Maybe I'm yeah. I'm probably in the same boat actually where I might get the same amount of hours but I'm not jumping out of bed and this morning my son Lenny woke up and was screaming the house down at 5am and I got up and got on with my day at that point but it was like this is a shit way to start my start my day although it's been happening a lot lately but you just deal with it so I think also there's that life stage of parenting as well where you're probably just in that five years of just horrible sleep and, and maybe trying to rebuild your sleep hygiene out of that's probably a bit of a challenge no doubt. It's a funny that you say that with the text they do a lot of say they can scan eyes and brain a lot and they when they look at the research is that when you put tired people under an MRI just sections of the brain are literally asleep but your eyes are open and so when people go walking around going oh my brain's half awake it's actually true 
Like it's <laughs> so it's <laughs> parents in in particular that we we can feel that, and then we have to recalibrate that, and that can take a while. So yes, yeah, so if everyone out there with the, the newborns, we do feel your pain, and that is a, a biological uh, reasoning that your brain probably is half asleep in that way. But overall, it is it's our ability. Um, sleep is is a necessity for our ability to focus. It's it's an essential. You know, when, when we do have that quality sleep, it's about our brain being repaired in that time and, and our cells being re- repaired. But it's also the clearing of metabolic waste, which builds up during the day. And what that metabolic waste does, it then gets pushed down to the liver and then it leaves the body in that way. So it has a physical and mental process about it. sleep. That's why it's, it's so important. We see that back in the days where, or potentially still, it, it happens quite a lot where our sleep deprivation is a form of torture in some countries, but probably also with parents. Yeah, so that, that is a really important area there and um, it's a, a fun fact here Tom is that if you were to stay up for 19 hours in a row okay, your attention span actually degenerates to the point that you are classed as legally drunk no no that yeah that, that's interesting do you ever did you ever do movie marathons as a kid where you go to the cinema all night and you'd um, watch four or five movies in a night and you get home and you just you obviously hadn't slept and you were just mm. a zombie that's that's probably yes. makes yeah that probably would be the attention span at that there it's interesting as well with just that cycle that you mentioned of having let's say it's anxiety or perhaps having depression and then you can't sleep as a result of that obviously that creates this um this horrible cycle where you're not getting enough rest and then that means you probably can't perform or do whatever you need to do that's a pretty ordinary cycle to be in when people come to you with that like where do you go with intervention or suggestions or tips for those people i know it's very personalized no doubt for the person is there anything that you go to what are you what are your main go-to's there Absolutely. It is a personal journey with the sleep Mm -hmm. and and definitely we create individualized programs there and it might work with other practitioners at the same time. But it's it's an interesting one if we feel like, you know, once I work with clients and I'm noticing that stress might play a major factor in their life. And we like to look at what is that like a three, four hour window around getting to sleep so looking at what i like to class as that sleep hygiene and getting ourselves prepared for the sleep to basically align and realign our circadian rhythm so that's important biological component is so our circadian rhythm is like our internal clock that tells us when it's time to sleep and how we can i suppose nurture that and we can nurture that through some really basic changes that you know we can integrate or we may have become a little bit slack over which we all did again during that famous time of covid last year computers technology, the blue screen, this all kind of then starts to affect our circadian rhythm there. Just that social media, like anything that plays a part in that. But when we can also feel stress, a lot of the time we use this as a distraction. We can use this as a procrastination or we use it as just a, that time out. Maybe time out for some people, it may really affect other people's sleep. So it's something to be very aware of in that way and that level of disconnection. And we say that, you know, Anywhere between 30 minutes to two hours, depending upon your sensitivity, is where you just do need to disconnect or it needs to be within that little window of preparing yourself for sleep and that sleep hygiene there. It doesn't happen overnight. It's something that you do need. It's a biological phenomenon here where we need to realign ourselves. So you do need to keep up with that disconnection there and relaxing. So rather than pick up the tech, what else can you do? What else Mm. is 
within your what do you like doing or what you might maybe able to do from a family time or is it something that you might do some stretching or yoga is there certain music that you might like to listen to taking a shower not just before bed or a warm bath maybe half an hour before bed um, listening to music that kind of stuff can really play a huge part in that kind of activity that can be a little bit slower you know is it even people like to even go and ground themselves outside so is it something about walking around the block again with my famous Mm. kind of my hand there and it's also then food we know that our digestion can Mm. take around you know three to five hours for our dinner to to settle down so what time are you eating what kind of foods may you be eating that may be affecting your sleep? I know that if I'm eating, if I'm going to eat dinner, going out with friends, eating dinner, even 7.30, 8 o'clock, and it might be really heavy, that's going to affect my sleep. But if, I suppose this is the benefits of having children that you're probably more likely to eat a bit, a bit earlier. That I can feel that like I've digested that food and it's far easier to be able to get to sleep because you're kind of not going to sleep on a very full stomach that is still working, there I say, and, and you're not getting that rest, that, that stage four sleep. But again, that's something, you know, to take stock of. Are you having foods that that can really assist you that directly helps with serotonin? And so serotonin is a a hormone um, along with vitamin B6 and B12 um, and folic acid. It can really promote that healthy sleep. So consuming foods like complex carbohydrates, like stuff that is probably more dense, just a brown rice, you know, wholemeal kind of foods can really be assistance there lean proteins low fat cheeses cottage cheese chicken turkey fish that can be you know that's high in in tryptophan and so that's what we can you know start to increase those serotonin levels in there while the fatty foods your chicken like more that fried kind of chicken or Deep fried fish that's actually going to have the reverse effect that's going to keep you awake longer so it's just those small changes there and again those be fats that we we hear a lot of the good peanut butters and are nuts they can really be far better than going to the more saturated of the trans fat um, yeah and, and the beverages we it's not rocket science we try to stick away from caffeine and the general rule which is a nice short sharp black and white rule if you are finding it difficult to get to sleep stop drinking any caffeinated foods before 2 p.m uh, after yeah. 2, so that's a nice easy one to do and then stick more with water and herbal teas and something mm. that just relax you increase your intake in fresh herbs that can be really nice like sage and basil have got some really great research around creating that that, those chemicals that can reduce the tension of stress and and also promote sleep so nice pesto pastas that can be of help it's all little things that are going to create i suppose that circle of sleep hygiene there and that's when we really want to come back to to also looking at some physical attributes of your room getting the tech out getting having a bit of a stretch making the temperature right what's your pillow like so I don't want to go too much in that physical aspect, but where I really focus again a lot with the clients is what's on your mind. Mm, yeah. And, and we talk, I know, when even last night I woke up, I had a million and one things running through my mind and it's amazing what can run through your mind and, and how it can be really static or it can be really moody or it can be something that you did years ago. Like it's amazing how things will just keep on flashing. And one thing I really always enjoy doing is having a notebook close by and writing down things that might be on my mind or some my little to-do lists or something that even if I can use that before I go to bed while sitting down having a hot water with turmeric or having a a peppermint tea what do I need to do tomorrow what does future Nat need to know okay what can be left tomorrow I don't need to think about this right now 
So having those kind of mantras ready, but I can take control right now, you know, so just having a, I need to do this and this. What am I worried about at work? Okay, how can I break that down into smaller pieces? Who can help me with those kind of things? So we're creating those solution focused. And once you get it from mind to paper, it's amazing how you're then allowing that space for the brain to then start to gear down. Yeah, that's great. And I think looking at that, all of those great tips, as you said, they're all small, but if you pair up a few of those together, what you then have is a winding down routine. And I think sometimes with rituals or routines, people think it's maybe boring and they're like, oh, I've only got an hour or two to myself at night. I don't want to have to think, oh, I need to do a set couple of things just to get to bloody sleep. But but the reality is if you can get something going or at least try a couple of those, what you then find is that you wind down a lot better. And also from a hopefully then you're getting through the night and we'll talk about staying asleep in a second. But if you can get all the way through the night, that feeling of feeling refreshed in the morning, that's really what we're after. Nat, I had a chat with a client the other day. May work that's actually a university client and she's writing a she was writing a paper and she woke up at three o'clock, couldn't get it off her mind. So she just got up and started writing this thesis or helping with research and just got amongst it there. So it was like an interest uh, going into today. I was thinking there's obviously the other problem, which is staying asleep. You do all those right things, but maybe that difficulty with, with staying asleep. In that scenario, is it really just about getting those thoughts from your head down onto paper, do you think? or? I think so. And we hear that a lot. Actually, in university students, when I was writing my PhD, I always had the notebook next to me because it was it's always when the brain is trying to clear itself and memory formation does occur, we do find that those we always can we can have those light bulb moments, dare I say. I always used to find that the statements that, you know, that I wanted those those epic statements in my thesis and I'd be sitting there in the day and going, I can't come, can't be creative. And then at 4 a.m. it comes to me and I wanted to capture it there and then. And people do a lot of that with dreams as well is that they get up and they wake up and it's really fresh in their mind, they write it down. It's, it's great for dream analysis and dream interpretation for those styles of therapists. But it's, a, it's something that if you feel like you're going to ruminate on that at night, then use that whole um, analogy of you know taking it off your mind and, and onto the paper and see if that actually helps it's a really interesting thing that you do say that when people do get up or wake up in the night then we start to become very not so much lazy but we think we can catch up on that sleep the next morning so oh because we stayed up we didn't have a great sleep we'll just sleep in in the morning and what that actually does is it perpetuates the problem because you then go to bed later the next night so it's all about seeing if you can get up at the same time each morning. And even if your brain is only half turned on, it just, it highlights the fact that you can then go to bed earlier or you can manipulate that time of what you go to bed at. But getting up at the same time every day actually has a lot more power for yourself to kick in that circadian rhythm at night. So that's probably something that if you are finding yourself staying awake or you're waking up, don't let that affect your time of getting up. And if that is meaning that I've been awake for two hours and we've all had it where we've got some things playing on our minds and looking at the clock, it's, you know, one o'clock and now it's three o'clock. It's, you still have to try and get up at that time. I know that hurts and I know it may not be comfortable and you might drag yourself through the day, but then you just go, okay, what can I do to make sure that I'm going to get the best night's sleep possible by utilising those rituals? 
Mm. Yeah, yeah. And I guess in the case of a shift worker, like someone in on the front line in, in healthcare, my wife, uh, Candace, used to work in emergency, her doing shifts all over the place, and it was actually really unsustainable for her at the time. But I guess for them, it's really just trying to get those routines and rituals down, even if it's you're going to bed at the wrong part of the day. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, it's taken like it is with a lot of airline, with a lot of shift workers, it's, it does affect very much their rhythms and know that they can have some real issues with that but it is it's more about it's also about that level of disconnection so when mm. you're leaving work what might be a little ritual that you can do to start to unwind as soon as you leave work is something that you can have at home what is that indication there with general individuals that might have a set time of work to be able to even get into that rhythm of what am I to, what's my to-do list needing to be tomorrow and then shutting that laptop and then mm. walking away and that's their visual of now it's my time and this time is to, to start to even pro process that time for me, for family, for, for sleep and moving down that, that line there. But yes, with nursing and with hospitality and, and with especially with transport and it can be tricky. Yeah. Um, it is, it's about trying to create those set boundaries when you have it. Yeah, that's perfect. And I guess let's assume we've got to sleep with our routine. We've then stayed asleep or we've woken up. We've got the stuff off our chest via the notepad. The warm-up routine in the morning is probably critical right you don't want to start your day you don't want to start your day picking up your phone and getting Absolutely. straight into the rubbish on the news you want to routine there right and someone said the other day we were doing a, a webinar and it was a, a great comment is that we can wake up with clarity we can wake up with a lot of things off our mind we might have ruminated all night and woken up and thought and we've all been there as well oh that wasn't that bad in because the, the darkness and alone time can accentuate a lot of issues we do know that which we try to mitigate that on the connect site platform as well but it's when we have that clarity in our mind it is nice why do we want to bombard it with text what can we do is creating a nice routine and and i just mentioned before especially with all that metabolic waste and the clearing of that and then moving to the liver even I love, I'm a coffee girl and I love having my, a good coffee in the morning, but to, to get up in the morning and to actually just have a glass of water, that shows the liver is that we're going to get that ultimate clarity because we're just really detoxifying ourselves just in the morning. That small little one percenter, it, I find that actually brings up a complete level of focus and a great way to start the day. And it's not too much effort. And something that, again, is a bit of a discipline. Where can you put your phone? How can you not let this rule you we don't need this right in the morning what else do you like to do that may be getting the kids ready for their, their lunches ready their uniforms ready it could be you going out for a bike ride or doing the exercise um, it could just be you know you're just wanting to get up and, and read a nice book and and that's the way you like to start the day through stretches or through something else that may not be over physical there don't let that tech dictate your what your day is going to look like because with social media you don't know what you're going to get when you open it up Mm. So that's something to do because that emotional outlay from the day is it's really it, it sets the tone. So mm. if you see something that might stress you out or might make you feel vulnerable or might make you feel really irritated, that's going to put the pressure on every other situation and event you have on for the rest of the day. You take that through the day, Tom, mm. and that will compound as the day moves on. How, what are you left with it that night? And is that enough then, or it, more often than it is, it can be to tip you over into not getting that enough sleep. So just that we, we all know that social media can be a little bit of a, a monster at that mm. time. And so if that's something that really bothers you, you're in control.
Yeah. And I think just to add in there, like it's quite, I find it quite funny if you go on social media and you see influencers and they're like, here's my morning routine. And it's three hours of reading a book and then I'm journaling and then I'm meditating. Then I have this specific herbal tea that's probably sponsoring the ad. And it just yeah. goes on and on. I think if you're li- if you're listening and watching any of that shit, just just realize that it's probably not. And that's you can't spend three hours warming up for the day. Obviously, I think the key out of these tips, Nat, is really just picking rituals aren't and routines aren't boring. They actually do set you up yeah. for a great day. But I guess the challenge for people listening is to maybe just think about there's three segments here. There's getting to sleep staying asleep and then in the morning have you got a strategy for each of those parts mm. of the sleeping and I, the other thing i like to think about as well nat is with like athletes if they're playing let's say they're playing a couple of matches of whatever a week they're spending the most all those other periods of time they're really focusing on sleep recovery mm. and training so they're kind of it's that whole mindset thing but also the recovery part and the recovery is all about their physical the the physical part of getting ready for the match but it's also the mental part as well yeah really interesting discussion today thanks so much for your input and uh hope everyone gets a good night's sleep after listening to this or maybe take something from the podcast thanks nat awesome thanks tom okay take care we'll chat soon guys Thanks for tuning in to another Well Workplaces podcast. If you've loved the show, it would be fantastic if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Or feel free to follow us on LinkedIn or Instagram and search Well Workplaces or my profile, Tom Bosner. The show is produced by Alice Hoyle and is made in my backyard cubby. If you would like to hear more about our exclusive events and more about the Well Workplaces community, feel free to email me directly at tom at wellworkplaces.com.au where I'd love you to tell me who I should interview in the future podcasts and also tell me what you've loved most about the show. This podcast is really built on community input and built on the aspiration of inspiring healthy change in every workplace. Thanks for listening.